What's up, everybody? This is Tanner from TamanBaseballFan.com. It is a uh, very rainy and dreary Friday morning. I was uh, getting some gas, and uh, I figured it's been a while since I uh, did a podcast here, so I thought this would be a good time to do it. Um, my goodness. Like, so one of the things I've been thinking about recently, just to kind of give you a little bit of an update of uh, what I'm doing in the hobby, is I've really been thinking really long and hard about like what is going to like truly excite me to add to my collection. Um, are there, you know, is there potentially a set I should be looking at going for? What should I be doing? And um, certainly, let me tell you this. Number one, sometimes it's important for all of us to maybe take a breather, to not be in buying mode all the time. But for me right now, there are a few things I'm looking at uh, you know, wanting to pick up. So, uh, first of all, um, you know, the one thing that does seem to appeal to me are, uh, turkey red, uh, turkey reds from like 1910, 1911. They're, uh, larger format pieces. Um, I love the Ty Cobb. I've been thinking about getting the Ty Cobb, the, uh, Nap Lajway, the Trist Speaker, which by the way, Trist Speaker, oh man, that was a beautiful card. Uh, Cy Young, Walter Johnson, Christy Mathewson, um, and uh, I think there was one more Trist. Did I say Ty Cobb? I don't know. So there's about six of them I'm really looking at. I don't know how serious I am about uh, getting them, but I am looking. You know, I was actually at an auction house uh, online uh, the other day and I was looking at bidding at a Ty Cobb and you know, it was really funny and you know, I didn't find it funny then, but, um, I remember, uh, let me tell you a little bit about the way auction houses work, by the way, for, uh, on their websites, uh, at a certain, up to a certain date, anybody that's registered can bid, but then you hit a certain time, like nine o'clock or three o'clock depends on the auction house. Um, only the people that have bid previously on any said item can bid beyond that. And so then at that point, it goes to another certain holding pattern for the next few hours. Uh, and uh, only the people that have bid before on a certain item can bid. Then after, say, midnight, it will go into like a 10-minute holding pattern of Okay, so like, let's say you and I have bid on this turkey red cob, and let's say it's at just, you know, whatever, $10,000, $15,000, whatever, uh, at midnight. Well, once it hits twelve oh nine, uh, you can bid $11,000, and that means that uh, since there was a bid after midnight in between the first 10 minutes, the clock resets and it goes from 1210 to 1220. I could wait until 1219 and bid it to 12,000. Then it sets up for another 10 minutes. So it's a lot more convoluted <clears throat> compared to eBay, that's for sure. Um, makes things like super interesting and very nerve wracking, of course. You know, I, I know how I am when it comes to eBay auctions. At the very end, like you're waiting for one ending time and that's it. Well, with auction houses, you could have like tons of them, uh, for one item. And, you know, it's really kind of 
yeah, like I said, nerve wracking. But anyways, so, uh, the time came for, uh, all of the regular bidders to get their bids in before they were locked out. And it was like five minutes before the closing bell for that. And so I put in a bid and it said something like your credit limit has, has been exceeded or something. I go, what? What does that mean? And so come to find out, I guess the auction house gives you a certain limit of what you can bid on as far as, um, you know, item prices go. So I wrote him, I was like, oh man, I was really upset. And you know, I was really bummed because I was gonna bid on this Ty Cobb, but I can't uh, because it, I got some message saying like some credit limit is exceeded or something. And so uh, I was like, oh well. And you know, the time passed, it was like 8.01, 8.02, something like that. And I got an email saying, okay, you're good to go now. Go, oh, okay. Well, I go in, well, come to find out it was uh, <laughs> one or two minutes past, so I couldn't do it anyway. So I guess I'm set for the next auction, but man, I was bummed. And as a, um, as a by the way, um, I, the final price would have been, was, was quite a bit higher than I would have gone on anyway. So I didn't really miss out on anything. However, um, one thing that's interesting, the reason why I got the, uh, that credit limit uh, message is because I actually ended up picking up something else, which is really exciting. I'll probably talk about it more whenever it comes in. Um, it's the 1919 to 1921 W514 set. And it was missing one card, which is a Hall of Fame card, Zach Wheat. Uh, and actually, interestingly enough, there was one on eBay, so I ended up buying it. Um, so, you know, really kind of fun to, to be able to get a complete set of strip cards from over a hundred years ago. And the plan for me really was to, uh, you know, was to really kind of break it up and sell it. I was probably going to keep the Babe Ruth. I sold my Babe Ruth and Shoeless Joe Jackson, um, about, I want to say a month, month and a half ago. So this, this popped up and like within a few hours of knowing its existence, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going for this now. So uh, so that set is incoming, which I'm really excited about. I'm like, yeah, that's so cool. Uh, but the funny thing is, is, uh, you know, I remember I was looking into the Babe Ruth again and, you know, there, I remember there's a lot of, uh, question as to, you know, is it the first Yankees card of Babe Ruth? Uh, is it the, uh, you know, like what, what is this thing? You know, like are there, uh, does it show him as a member of the Red Sox? Uh, but it says Yankees at the bottom, like what, what's going on with this card? And so I remember, uh, like, or just the other day, actually, I was, I was looking into this again. Um, and I was thinking, well, let me see the number one thing that made me think that, that they depicted him as a member of the Red Sox, uh, on the card, which by the way, makes it wildly exciting for me, uh, because, for me, it's like a piece of tangible history of when Babe Ruth, uh, you know, went from the Red Sox, like perhaps the artwork was created when he was a member of the Red Sox, and it was probably produced when he was a member of the Yankees. And so that obviously changed baseball forever. I mean, you know, so that's a big deal, a big, big deal of a card. And uh, not many people know that. But anyways, I was thinking, well, shoot, I've got the set. 
I can actually see the other artwork, like if other color sleeves match up, like what's going on with it. Well, everything was fine and dandy until I found Wally Pip. Wally Pip was a member of the Yankees. He never played for the Red Sox or anything. And he had red sleeves. I go, oh man, what the heck? Well, that kind of, you know, takes my theory out the window. So I was thinking, well, one other thing I can do is I could just go ahead and and uh, research some pictures. Maybe this crudely drawn Babe Ruth isn't just a freehand drawing after all. Maybe it's modeled after a picture. So I did some searching the other night, and believe it or not, uh, I found one that looked very similar. It was a Babe Ruth having just swung. And I was thinking, that looks kind of, that looks pretty similar. So I, I brought the, the picture as well as the card into Photoshop and I tried to match it up. I go, holy cow, it was a perfect match. I actually did a video of this at youtube.com forward slash Tanman Baseball Fan if you wanted to take a look at it. But um, <clears throat> the exciting part of it for me was the picture was actually him as a member of the Red Sox. So, you know, really kind of neat. So it's kind of fun. Um, the next question is, you know, is this Babe Ruth's first Yankees card or are there others? So uh, there's been speculation that maybe the 1917 to 1920M101-6, I think is what it's called. It's a Felix Mendelssohn. I, I don't remember exactly how to pronounce his name. Uh, but it shows him as a member of the Yankees. It's a Red Sox picture. Um, but there's a few things that I would probably point out. So number one, <clears throat> that M101-6 uh, has the exact same card of, of Babe Ruth as a member of the Red Sox, where it says Red Sox also. So there are, you know, there's a couple of those cards. Number two, it's, a, it's more of a postcard size. Number three, uh, the picture is actually... Uh, has actually been used a number of times with the other cards. I think I've probably found like four cards that use that same photograph. Not that that really changes anything, but the fact that the W514 seems to be unique. Um, you know, another thing is that the, the W514 is color, you know, which is fun, uh, which is kind of a neat deal. Uh, but, you know, so all that say, you know, you really kind of don't know. I guess we can never really know unless somebody you know, wants to correct me, by all means, go ahead. But um, uh, I guess it really kind of depends on, you know, one thing. Number one, like, what, uh, you know, what was actually produced first? Like, which was distributed first? Was it the W514 or the M101-6? We both know, or we all know, that it had to have been at some point after uh, 1920 because uh, Babe Ruth uh, was a member of the Yankees after... Um, you know, what was it, Christmas or, or New Year's Eve or something like that, like he when he was sold so for 1919. So, you know, another thing that, by the way, the W514 Babe Ruth says Home Run King at the bottom of it. So that might lead some people to believe that it's, uh, it was produced at a later date. However, uh, Home Run King could have easily been talking about when he shattered the single season home run record in 1919 as a member of the Red Sox at 29. Um, so that would, that would make sense, especially if you're going to, if you're going to say something, uh, about being home run king, that would make more sense than just being the leader for a second year in a row or something. So 
so who knows? I mean, you know, the M11-6 could have been released first. The W514 could have been uh, released first. But in any event, we could very least say, you know, perhaps that the M11-6 might be the first photograph uh, card, uh, first postcard type that was uh, creative. Babe Ruth is a member of the Yankees, and maybe the W514 is the first full color. You know, when I say full colors, it's crude coloring, but the first color Yankees Babe Ruth card, right? You know, I don't know. It's, you could cut it many ways for sure. But uh, anyway, it's very, very interesting to to think about this. And, and I think ultimately it probably doesn't matter a whole too lot uh, because it's kind of like thinking of a, uh, you know, gosh, like a, a Kinseiko card, for instance. What was first? Was the Donners first? Was the Flair first in 86? Yeah, nobody really cares, <laughs> you know. Uh, and maybe that's just because it's Kinseiko, not Ruth. But, um, but anyway, so uh, very interesting to think about these things. It's uh, in any event, there's there's definitely history there. Um, really exciting history too. So it's kind of fun to think about these sorts of things and and see what uh, and and have these. And this kind of actually brings me back to my whole point that I was actually doing a podcast. That was like, why do we care about these cards? Like, what is it? What is it about cardboard and ink uh, placed in a certain way on the cardboard that makes us so excited, you know? And, and so I think probably for a lot of us, it's the eye appeal. Um, that's what's going to drive it for us uh, for us now. Um, for new cards is the eye appeal for sure and the, and the scarcity. And, you know, we want to feel like we have something special. Uh, but what about cards from our past? I think it's the history that's behind it and the memories that we have attached to them, uh, which has been kind of fun. So, um, anyways, uh, yeah, I mean, th those are just some of the things I've been thinking about. Um, I mean, because look, anybody that's got cardboard or, or photo paper and a printer can arrange ink on cardboard to make something look cool, you know? So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm probably rambling at this point, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's just really kind of fun to think about like why we're here why do we like this so much um and certainly i think there's a number of reasons why but um anyways i'll go ahead and uh stop this now if i have more time tomorrow i'll probably do another podcast or in the next couple of days but um just to talk a little more maybe dive in you know this subject a little more as well but um anyways hope you guys have a great rest of the day thanks for watching or listening <laughs>